You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome to the podcast. I'm really glad to have you today. I want to do a little bit of a follow-up from the sermon Sunday. If you were with us on the live stream or with us in the sanctuary, you'll remember that we talked about Stephen. Stephen was this uh, first Christian martyr. He was raised up as a deacon to care for the distribution of food to the Hellenistic Jewish widows. So he was making sure a group of the church felt loved and cared for, that a local ministry was executed well. Well, the next thing you know, he was successful uh, ministering in the streets, like witnessing for Jesus, and found himself challenged. I talked about this last week in the podcast. He was stoned, ultimately, for his faithfulness for Jesus. And in the Sermon Sunday, we talked about Christian suffering. And I told you a lot of things that I thought were important from this particular passage in the book of Acts. But I recognized when I walked out uh, the sanctuary that there were a few things that I wish that I had the opportunity to share with you. So here we're going to use the podcast for that. I encourage you to remember on Sunday that God's going to do more with you than you might imagine. So don't put a cap on what God is going to call you to do. You know, Just like he called Stephen to care for the widows, and then the next thing you know, he's witnessing in the streets. He can do more through you. So don't be surprised if he does. I also talked about how suffering isn't fair. We just need to get our minds around that. Stephen had not done anything wrong. He was righteous. He's the most righteous man in the story, and he was the one who got stoned. So when you and I suffer with our kids, with our marriage, with our jobs, with our work, with our friend groups, like we shouldn't be surprised. You know, Whether it's suffering we brought on ourselves or just suffering from illness or natural disasters or just life getting hard or somebody else bringing evil into our world, you know, that's what happened with Stephen. We shouldn't be surprised. So suffering totally is not fair. But it is part of our Christian mission. You know, in while we suffer, God is advancing the gospel. So keep keep that in mind. We also talked about suffering and the judgment, that you don't get a time out during seasons of suffering, that they actually really do count, that you still have to follow Jesus even when you're under pressure and even when you're suffering. In fact, in some ways those seasons of suffering you know, are going to help um, you be able to accentuate the gospel with more clarity to the watching world. You know, Stephen was stoned and he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. That's a powerful thing. Like how awesome would it be to walk into your judgment knowing that Jesus was standing? Okay, so those are the things that I said. Well, what did I not say? All right, well, the first thing I want to share with you that I should have said Sunday and didn't is this. I learned from Stephen's story that suffering does not always end well. In, in other words, in Christianity, we don't follow some kind of a health and wealth gospel that requires God to deliver us every time we hurt, that, that God would have to protect us from all illness. Does God? Oh, yes. I believe God protects believers all the time. And ultimately, God heals us all in the new creation. But does God always have to protect us? No, he doesn't. And in fact, biblically, we're clearly told that suffering doesn't always end well, just because we're believers. It doesn't magically end well. In fact, if it did, People would hypocritically rush towards God and feign Christian faith and hope that they'd be protected from hard things, right? And there would be a disingenuous faith. You could even say that God was unjust, that he was showing great favoritism to his to his kids instead of to the rest of the world. Well, anyway, what I want to encourage us to stop and think about is when suffering doesn't go well, uh, are we still ready to follow Jesus? And for Stephen, it meant suffering all the way to his stoning into his death. 
For Paul, it would ultimately end one day in a beheading. And you can recount in 2 Corinthians 11 all the ways that Paul suffered. So for you and I as a believer, when the person that we prayed for passes on, or when suffering doesn't seem to let up, or when somebody is not healed or cured, or there's no end in sight, or the conflict at work wasn't resolved, does it mean God wasn't there? And the answer is absolutely not. And even in the story of Stephen, I think we need to remind ourselves that suffering does not always have a happy ending in this age. One of the reasons as believers that we cling to our Christian hope, one of the reasons that we walk in faith, is because we have total confidence that in the resurrection, in the age to come, the new creation will be here. The kingdom of heaven will be real. And in the kingdom of heaven, in the new creation, in the age to come, because of Jesus, then every illness is healed. Every conflict is resolved. All sin has ceased. All struggle forgotten. No more crying, no more tears, no more death, no more dying. So the Christian hope that we have in this age, for the age to come, it really is how we resolve in our heart that when suffering doesn't end well for a believer, it's all right. God's been faithful, and that believer steps into the new creation. The other thing that I want to share with you, this was not my idea. This came from a church member, and I wish I'd ask their permission to share. If Since I haven't, I won't tell you who said it yet, but uh, one of our church members responded in an email after the sermon just with a chat that I thought was awesome. So Stephen's dying words, he said, Father, forgive them. They you know, they, they don't know what they're doing. Just like he's following in the footsteps of Jesus, right? I mean, Jesus says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. And so Stephen, in his dying breath, you know, he says, you know, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. I mean, he is following exactly in the footsteps of Jesus. It, what's interesting to me is that uh, as he's asking for God's forgiveness on the sinners who stoned him, we have no idea what the outcome of that prayer would have been for almost everybody holding a stone in their hands. But we do get a glimpse, possibly, of the effect that it might have had in the kingdom of heaven two chapters later. So Paul the Apostle is on his way to the Damascus Road and he meets Jesus. Jesus appears to him and says, why are you persecuting me? And the next thing you know, Paul becomes a believer. He's baptized by Ananias and he's ready to begin preaching in in Damascus and then Jerusalem about the resurrection of Jesus. And you know what? We'll never know. What was the connection between Stephen's dying prayer, that intercession for the sinners who killed him, and the way God moved to redeem and rescue Paul the Apostle, the way Paul responded to God, the way it affected Paul's future ministry? Not just to hear Stephen's prayer, not just to witness that Stephen prayed for Paul and the other persecutors, but really even to live on the other side of that and be a beneficiary. So one of our church members, his friend who shared these ideas, was advocating for the power of intercessory prayer. I thought that was beautiful because Stephen did not get to see the results of his prayer. But maybe you and I have felt them every time we've read our New Testament. We'll never know exactly the impact of that prayer on Saul's conversion. But what a powerful idea. So don't give up. Be faithful. And even while you suffer, intercede for those around you. 
don't forget that our lives are about the gospel and we want to live as servant leaders and even die as servant leaders. So while we suffer, don't take your eyes off the prize. Stay fixed on Jesus. Church family, I love you. It was fantastic to be in church with you on Sunday. I cannot wait to see you for the, on the first day of the week as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ this week. I love you. May God bless you. If this podcast episode was encouraging to you, I hope you'll share it with somebody else.